Lay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, it is myself, Charlie, and Chris breaking down the latest AEW wrestling show that we attended. It is AEW Epic. It was at a new venue, and we will break down the card for you. And then also, I wanted to talk about something really quick and random at the beginning, and maybe we'll touch a little bit on the current superstar shakeup that is currently happening. But first of all... Chris, how are you? Doing all right, man. Thank you for bringing me back to the Chuck Colorado compound. Yes, the compound. We are here. <laughs> it is opening night for your world champion, Chicago Cubbies. How do you feel about that? Uh, I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I got to say you're rocking some sweet, sweet Chicago fire gear coming up. Yeah, bro, being near UIC makes me feel like I'm just going to jump in the field and play a little bit. Yeah. Especially in the rain. It's the best. Speaking of champions, Bastian Schweinsteiger mm-hmm. plays for the German national team, now on the World Chicago Cup, Fire. World Cup champion. Let me get let me get quick thoughts on that, on, on that for you. Uh, for the Fire, I mean, I've been following the Fire forever since they started. I went to their opening game, I think it was 1998. Nice. Um, so I've been a fan for, you know, with the Fire for a long time. I've done season ticket hold. I've been a season ticket holder for three to four seasons. I skipped oh, out on last season. Nice. Um, and it was because, you know, after, they, they just need, they needed big names. They needed somebody yeah. to bring in more, more um, dynamic to the team. Okay. They let go of a few players. Um, and right now I think... Uh, Bringing him on board makes makes a difference to the team, and it has so far. He yeah. scored on his first ga- on his first his first game. I don't know how they did this weekend. Okay. Um, but definitely like aside of the tailgate, and you talk to some of my friends where they're like, "Yeah, we're down to fire games because we just tailgate and stay out there, and <laughs> yeah. we might go in at the second half." You know, that's what it became. You know, a couple uh-huh. of seasons ago, because we knew that there was no nothing that was gonna take the fire. You know, above and beyond. But now. Right. Now we're like, all right, let's go to a game, check it out, see what happens. So he, so Bastian is trying to lead us to the promised land. Is, is that I true? think so. I mean, I, I want to be hopeful. I mean, I've been waiting for a big name. So yeah. Now that we have somebody, and 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 there, there's some talent in there. They just need you know a little boost. Okay. And I think he brings that to the team. Is it true that when these big names come over from Europe, they're usually on the latter end of their career? That's the perception. Yeah. Right. Like it's the they. Um, I think. Uh, somebody has referenced the MLS as the 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 league of the elephants, right? Because they just you know come <laughs> here and they're you know tired, done with their with their big runs, and okay, and they're here just to get one or more two seasons out and and, and retire. Yeah, um, and that's true in a way um, because a lot of people that a lot of the players that come from overseas or even Mexico um, um, are. Are people that have already, you know, are players that have big names that they'll have already have a following, 
Um, okay. And they are at that point where it's like, okay, MLS is going to give me a good payday. Yeah. Um, and and the, the style is also very different. It's a bit slower. Um, so it's not as heavy on, on their body as well, you know, because they're at the, the end of their careers. Right. So, yeah, that is a perception. but And, and I, I want to say that it's not true, but deep inside of me, it makes me feel like, yeah, they're here to retire. But okay. you also have somebody's that, you know, and, and I don't know if there are many uh, soccer fans, but you have Gio, who's a, a really famous uh, soccer player in Mexico. He's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And he's from, playing for the LA Galaxy. And okay. he's one of the young ones that actually decided to come over and play for the MLS. Oh, nice. He actually, um, but he started his career in Barcelona. Okay. So he grew up in, uh, in Barcelona. He made a name for himself over there. Comes to Chicago, I mean, to the MLS, yeah. and, and he's playing really well with, with the LA Galaxy. Sweet, sweet. That's that's something that I'm sure you, the listener, were not expecting to hear. So Chris just, <laughs> Chris just broke down some MLS soccer, but yeah, we got to catch some games this season. Um, I'm going to jump into, I know we want to get into an epic show we saw this past Friday, AW Epic. I want to jump into one random question. Go for just it. because I... I, I want to bring fresh new concepts to talk about to our view or excuse me our listeners so i'm hoping that you the listener will listen to this question and you know put it in your head and let it rattle around in there a little bit because i think it's just a, it's a different question and i hope that no one really is expecting it so um, i'm not i don't even i don't know if i'm ready for this it's it's <laughs> it's just something i've always wondered so in wrestling, right, when it's always the point of your character, well, the goal you're trying to get with your character or with the crowd is to get over, right? And mm-hmm. everyone just talks about being over and what that is. And it's a con- it's a term and a concept that you can't really use in the real world. Like, I've tried to use it outside of wrestling, uh-huh. and no one understands what I mean. Everyone's will talk well, everyone will say what, what do you mean what mm-hmm. what is over like something end uh-huh. like no no no, no that's mm-hmm. not that's not the way i'm using it make you look good bro i'm yeah. turning you over <laughs> exactly i'm trying to put you over but it i feel like it's a it's a completely subject like wrestling right it's mm-hmm. subjective but i'm wondering if you can make being over objective and what my question is what is the formula to calculate if someone is over or not or is it all based on like a triple h of vince a whatever you want to say it writing staff mm-hmm. perception that's my question is so there, it's a, is there a question, formula right I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a formula because if there was a formula well i don't know like it could be really simple to be like be yourself and turn up yourself you know whatever austin says like yourself to a thousand percent or whatever yeah but um, how do you how do you know if it's how can you know if that's, know working, if that's no. working yeah besides like one person could have the opinion that it is and one person could have the opinion that it's not like so but then you also have people that are over in the indies but it's like oh if you take them to wwe that's not gonna get over or even within the wwe um, yeah <clears throat> universe right like you have nxt and it's like you have Bailey, who's super over, and it could be a John Cena type if you do things right with her in the big stage. And right now she's over, but not really. Like you could make a case for, right? You know, Sasha being more over than Bailey, or you know. So my question specifically relates to the WWE. So okay. thank you for bringing that up. That's a good clarification point. Specifically WWE, because Sammy is over. <laughs> to you, to so you it, and me, he yeah. is for sure. 
To you, I'm talking from an entire W. Like they they put you put five things up on the bulletin board. You're Triple H. You put mm. five things up on the bulletin board. Well, I'm uh, five. Tell you, <laughs> <laughs> five pieces of data. Uh-huh. Five pieces of data. Like what's the recipe? To- what is the recipe for for you, Triple H, mm-hmm. to non biasly say that some that not in your opinion, not in business opinion, but the universe is telling you that someone is over. So I have three things written down. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say them. Maybe if any other come into your head. It's just an interesting question because, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm thinking like the writers and, tri- and Trips and Vince, they're just like sitting in this room and what if like, it's 50-50 split down the middle? Obviously, Vince is going to have the final say, but what if it's like down 50-50 down the middle? Someone like is there a, a, a yeah. checklist that you could be like, right. you have these five things or whatever that number exactly. is. Exactly. Someone mm-hmm. like a Bailey or Sasha, or you could even say a, a babyface Seth Rollins mm-hmm. who could could have been more over by a fan's perspective, like you and I would probably say Rollins is more over as a heel, Sasha was more over as a heel in NXT, and Bailey was more over in NXT. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, like if someone's teetering in that kind of range, how would they evaluate it? So the three things I have written down are merch sales, obviously. Okay. I think that is like a hard statistic, mm-hmm. right, that you can put in there. This one's tricky, as I don't know if you... I think you, you can measure it, but there's other factors that go into it. So it has to be is, a measurable... I'm thinking thing. like, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. hard pieces of data, right? Okay. Non-biased type. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you could... You and I could be having an argument of whether someone is over or not. I'm talking about not in our opinion, but in the entire WWE yeah. Universe's opinion, or majority WWE Universe's opinion. And... You could show me this data, this data, and it could like entire, entire, or like it could prove my theory wrong of someone not being right. over when the data says they are. So, I have merch sales. I have crowd noise. Okay. One way or the other. So I guess it's <clears> just <throat> I don't know what you would call the loudness of a boo. There's some there's some <laughs> term right, for that right. uh, pitch. I don't, that's not it. But and then so the, the third, crowd pop. You yeah. That yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, what is the measurable mm-hmm. of that like highest? Because you know, there's that. I mean, these things are actually fake at basketball games, but there's like right, that crowd noise thinking. meter. Yeah, uh-huh. like how do you measure that? Uh, or vo- just volume? How do you mm-hmm. measure volume? Whatever you use. Um, then, uh, so I have social listening tool. So okay, you're a marketing guy, so I'm sure you have heard of these yeah. tools, right? These tools where it can scrape large amounts of user posts, data, reviews, etc. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking like Twitter, Facebook, YouTube comments, uh, maybe Reddit even. And it scrapes it. it and, and I've seen company companies have these. They're called reputation management tools, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're they'll they'll scrape all of like your Google reviews, your Yelp reviews, and they'll pull in a bunch of data based off of that. And they'll pull in like a word cloud. Mm-hmm. So based on all of the messages or bits of user data that they've collected, the word that's used the most will be the largest within the word cloud. And mm-hmm. then around it will be other words that are frequently used. Yeah, and then you can segment it based on sentiment. And, exactly, you know, right? exactly. And yep, stuff. yep, yep. So I'm thinking maybe they use – I, I want to say – because I don't think WWE – WWE is going to make their decision what, what they want it to be. I, I think a big factor into even – 
approaching the realm of, of being over or getting over, if we're talking about WWE, I think, like, you have to have a certain look. Luck? Look, like, so... How your character looks? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we were trying to... We were seeing that fade out a little bit, right? When we, you know, compare the look of Roman Reigns versus Owens. Like an Owens, exactly, yeah. Right? But, you know, I think ultimately, like, at least right now, you still need to have some sort of look. Okay, but... And it's not... We're talking WWE, so it's all right. Vince's call. Like, right, does he right. Have to look or so not? that would probably be like Vince's fourth factor. <laughs> right, he... while Triple H is like, well, you know, Owens has this to prove, and he has done this. And, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not saying that WWE makes decisions based off of what <laughs> the universe wants, but I feel like it would be smart of them to at least have some sort of social listening tool to get yeah, a. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. It'd be interesting just to see what that is or what that looks like. But do you have, I don't know, if you would put like four and five, I know this is a really tough question, yeah. and I just thought of it randomly because I feel like just being over could just, there's so many arguments wrapped up in that statement, whether someone is or not, unless you're a legend, you know, like, and obviously, like Shawn Michaels, obviously everyone loves Shawn Michaels, but I'm talking about my current superstars on the roster. Do they, I wonder if they use any hard data or if it's just like, this is how we f- kind of feel. Like, is hard data factored into that que- question of who think, gets pushed think, or not? I think you're right on with merch sales. Yeah. Right? Because it's so you have a certain amount of freedom t- to be creative with, with the character that they somewhat assign you. Like, I guess you, you know, because you do like collaborate a little bit in your yeah. uh, character development. But there's um, there's certain freedoms that you have on the mic. I'm sure, like anything that uh, Enzo says on the mic is not scripted, right? Yeah. So the little sayings that you know the couple haters, like I don't think they wrote that for him. He said it; it stuck. Yeah. And and he has a shirt that has a coffee cup and <laughs> yeah, and he says couple haters. So exactly. And then merch decides like, is he getting a title push because he's in with the crowd? Yeah. That's in the so I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's initially what 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 drives it right. Like, are you ready for merch, and is your merch gonna speak for you as well? Yeah, I mean that that would make sense. I think that would be the number one factor. I mean that's a huge reason mm-hmm. reason why Roman, you know, right. is where he is. I feel is is merch sales. Um, and uh, they released I think this week or somewhere this week I saw the. Um, Salaries for the top 10 highest paid... The wrestlers? Yeah, WWE. Forbes released it. Okay. And uh, I know number one is Brock Lesnar with $12 million a year. Okay. Um, I that's, think That's pretty by, good for his workload. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Uh-huh. Um, I can't remember. I mean, I would be getting them wrong if I start guessing, but I okay. know, uh, obviously, Dean Rollins and... Uh, Reigns aren't in there. Okay. I know that. I think Reigns is second or third, maybe. Uh, somewhere in the middle is uh, Ambrose, and below that is Rollins. Okay. So that caught my attention. I was like, oh. and you would think like Rollins, you know, keeps putting on merch all the time. Yeah, and then this isn't. How much of Not, this mm-hmm. are guaranteed, or is it? You get paid. You get only paid when you work, right? And for what you sell. Well, 
based on what I saw, it's it's salaries, and then there's there's another column with bonuses, but it's not very clear. Okay. Um, I saw this with the women as well. Yeah. Like there's certain women's that, that certain certain women wrestlers that get um extra bonuses um and this is like travel expenses or something and i feel like i, I thought at least everybody gets covered for travel and stuff oh no they pay for their own travel but i at least i thought they did like oh, okay um so yeah no um yeah some of them like it's, it doesn't explain it very well but the okay. forbes article does break down like does tell you who are the top 10 yeah i'm wondering how much of that is based and how much of that is Right, uh, mm-hmm. like maybe R- Reigns and Dean just sell more merch because more kids like them. Like right, and Seth's been off TV. I don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Well, I think that's just a good question for the listeners to ponder. And if you know of any other factors in which mm-hmm. hard data factors, like measurables, right, not just opinions that you you personally would throw into that mix if you were Triple H, if you were Vince. Right. Um, please let us know because that'd just be an interesting conversation to have. So let's get into the juicy, the juicy goodness of AAW Epic. So this, first of all, let's let's start with the with the venue. Like, what did you think of the venue once you got there? Had you been in that area before? Yeah. So it was the old Toby. The, oh, that's right. You said you went to a concert. There it was before. yeah. So it was at Joe's Live in Rosemont. It was the old Toby Keats bar. Mm-hmm. Toby Keats bar in Rosemont. I've been at that bar a couple times. Where the ring was was where I've been. I've been. It was in a. I guess it was a. I want to say it was like half concert, and then they when I went when it was Toby Keith, and then they just mm-hmm. opened it up to just like a dance floor. Yeah. So I've been on that dance floor a couple of times yeah. where the ring was just oh, ha- okay. just having a good time with my friends. So it was it was super interesting. First of all, they broke what. Toby Keith used to be Joe's Live, and then it was also like that place next door to it, which was a different restaurant. Oh, so okay. it was like Toby Keith was large, mm-hmm. extremely large. I want to say I want to say it was both of those, and it looks like they kind of cut it they up, cut it up, yeah. maybe built a wall, and um, now they have two two things there, like a restaurant. I'm not sure what it was called, and then Joe's Live, but it's Bub City, bro. That Bub does. City, yeah, that's what super good. That's what it is. Okay, I didn't <laughs> have that, but. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see it because I I've just known that place to be something else for you know I've only been there like a couple times mm-hmm. but then you just put a ring in the middle of it and somehow it just like looked natural and uh-huh. very I mean that was a this was AEW's nicest venue you know much nicer than Bourbon Street a lot more room a lot more room to just drink at the bar beforehand right um, and then if you went to the bar. During a match or whatever, like you still had live feed on different screens, a yeah. big projector screen. That was cool. Um, there yeah. was that balcony. Tell me about the balcony. You were up there, right? right? So we went up there. So as soon as we walked in, because um, I, you know, Carla and I got there super early. We we had dinner or we tried to eat some food before yeah. then. Um, so we met up with our buddy Hector, and he's like, "Bro, let's go check up upstairs." And they had like a rope in there, acting like you couldn't go. Uh-huh. He still walked up there, so then we followed him, <laughs> <laughs> and because um, it was pretty empty when we got there, like we were okay. the first ones to get through. Yeah, um, like the pl- like you could be in the balcony and look directly down to the ring, and it was yep. like it, I think it's it's a great option if you know if you're getting GA to just go up in the balcony. That was a GA show. ticket. I believe so. Okay, I believe yeah. it was a GA ticket. I would 100 um, percent do that. I know they had um, 
some mix-ups also with the seating chart and not being accurate. And I heard some stuff and uh, some comments. But, you know, AEW being the great host, like, they adjusted everybody. They adjusted me. I, they also messed up a little bit of my tickets. Oh, did they? Um, yeah, because we, we, we were supposed sit to together. sit together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, no, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you. And they did. Um, and uh, so, yeah, but the upstairs was super nice. There's also some, like, section off areas where we thought it was, like, VIP. Okay. I don't know if they were VIP, but um, even if you got those the side balcony areas or on the lower level areas, um, everybody seemed to have a perfect view of the ring and, and what was going on. So. Yeah. There was uh, validated parking. They hooked it up with the validated parking. Right. At first, that was, uh, that, that was some you know complaining going around like, oh, $15 parking. Like, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as you walked in, like, no, you can get it validated. Don't worry yeah. about it. And, and if you validate it, it lasts you 24 hours. So mm-hmm. I think uh, Jim, he was thinking about still partying out through the night. He's like, I'll just crash. Oh, he was. He, I went up with him after <laughs> the venue for a couple. He was partying. Yeah, he's like, I'll just probably, you know, get a hotel and just stay here. He's like, like I don't know what to do with my car, though. I'm like, well, they said it was 24 hours, so I don't know if he ended up leaving it there yeah. overnight. I don't know. Um, but it was cool to see It was cool to see all the wrestlers hanging out on because there was an outside balcony, too. That was the outside balcony, yeah. Yeah, so as you're walking in, that um, all the wrestlers were, like, hanging over the edge. And uh, we just saw, like, all the bunch of all the people who were afraid of you up there. So I think, I mean, I think they enjoyed it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. The weather was and nice. Even and even the so their their merch table area was, um, was big enough, right? So it wasn't a big crowd always trying to push through or whatnot. Like they were yeah. able to sell their merch, you know, comfortably. Yep. Um, the fans were able to get their merch comfortably. So yeah, just a I, lot of space. Which yeah, is a cool. lot of space. And there, there were, I think uh, the attendance was seven hundred and seven hundred and ten people. Okay. Uh, I think that's what it was, but I mean. If they would promoted it, because I'm sure the space could have, you know, had space for more than that. I think Bourbon hits 600. Really? Is that, I don't remember the, the, the capacity at Bourbon. No. I think they, yeah. I, I just remember them mentioning something that it was at yeah. 600 or something. Bourbon yeah, yeah. was through like 375, Three, right? Because uh-huh. of the fire yeah, code that right. we talked about. I don't know if Bourbon, I don't know what Bourbon hits. I want to say it hits in the 600s. With G, with like right. standing. Um, I don't know what it, how many more people they fit in whenever they take. And I don't think you were there. The only one time that I know that they opened up that extra patio space. Oh um, yeah, I don't think I was there for that one. Yeah, um, I really liked that uh, because it also gave it, the merch table was pretty open okay. for you know um, the flow of wrestlers and people and everything. And and there were a bunch of chairs there too. I think those were GAs. Okay. Um, but that was at Bourbon. They did that only once. Um, I don't know um, the full capacity at Joe's, but I think the number that they hit was 710. And it was cool, too, because there was the – because you're walking down into a dance floor. Mm-hmm. So you start on a higher level, but then you walk down into it into the dance floor where there's a dance floor and then a stage and the ring is on the dance floor. So they could – they almost had elevated stadium seating just because, oh, yeah, just because. So, so they fit a lot of chairs in there because people are sitting at, some people are sitting on a mm-hmm. higher tier than others. So they can have, even where um, our friend Matt was there, even where mm-hmm. Matt was sitting, he was sitting oh, kind right, of farther right. back, but he had a straight shot because he was so elevated. He had a straight shot at the li- ring. Different level of chairs, right? Like mm-hmm. there's like the regular foldable chairs and then some that 
um, are a bit higher, like tall boy type shares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and then they were bringing in like stools. Mm -hmm. They were putting people on different scene planes or eyesight right. levels, um, which I think also helped too. So I thought it was an amazing venue. Like I, it's something that they needed, mm -hmm. I think. It's something that they can fill. Um, man, I no, mean. No, I don't think they, I don't think they're going to run every show off of there. No, no, um, no. But um, at least two or three a year, you know, um, similar treatment that Logan gets, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree. So, do you want to get into the matches that were on there? Do you want to get into anything else? Um, no, yeah, let's talk about the matches. I mean, we already knew going into this that it was going to be epic, right? Like, it was going to be epic. intended and everything. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we were one of the things that we were questioning once we were there is like where where the wrestlers gonna come out of like we didn't see the, um, the the curtain where they were gonna come yeah out the ti the Titan Tron if mm -hmm. you will the Mini Tron right so but no we we finally see uh, that we're starting off this this event with uh, the besties in the world oh yeah all right Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett yep they were going against Trey Miguel and Stephen Wolf. Um, now, I had heard of Stephen Wolf, and I know, I think either both of them or one of them had already made a debut in LaSalle. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, That's cool. So, it was their debut in, in Chicago land area. Yeah. Um, what, what was your take on this match? It was fine. I mean, it was. I think it was a tryout for Trey Miguel mm -hmm. and or Stephen Wolf or one of them. And it was cool to see the besties in the world get back to their winning ways. I mean, there was still that you know that moment where it's like, okay, here we go. They're messing up, and yeah, there was there was those moments where there's always gonna there's that miscommunication between mm -hmm. them. I think that Davy Vegas, Davy Vegas does maybe the most in ring storytelling out of anyone in that roster, which I uh -huh. completely appreciate. So I have to give hats off to him. I think he's very underappreciated just as a whole. I mean, I think the AEW faithful love him, mm -hmm. but I don't think enough people. I guess you want to say in the Midwest Actually see the, or yeah, the full talent that he brings. Right, right. Because right. he's not. You look at him and he doesn't look like a wrestler, um, or someone who's extremely. He's just not a body. Right. But he makes up for that in so many other ways, which I just really appreciate. So. Yeah, and and I mean, what's his name? Fitchit. I mean, he's super fit, and like so they kind of like you know, when you see them together, it's like yeah, they're the team, but you know they're the yeah. besties. So they're definitely yeah. Fitchit is also the most the. <laughs> Very athletic one. So I think they're... High flyer. Yeah, the strengths and weaknesses play off of each other. So it was great. I mean, it was what we've come to know the besties, and I don't think the formula is broke. And I thought and they... I, and, I, and I actually felt happy that they kept it together and not, you know... Yeah, exactly. we were talking about how, like, oh, the end is near, and they're going to split them up, or they're going to go their own ways. Yeah, but that's true. I'm kind of over that. Now I'm yeah. just kind of okay with them being together. But mm -hmm. I thought they made... The new guys look pretty good too, yeah. in their own way. So, yeah, and I, and I don't know much uh, about you know Trey and Stephen Wolf to to, yeah, to talk about you know what they've done in the Indies or um, like I I know that you know um, Martin and them like they know they know about them and they, they have told me like oh you're in for a treat but nice um, okay yeah I didn't know what to expect from them but I, I really enjoyed the match and it was a great starter yeah it was it was a good starter best season in the world usually start i feel or they're early on the card and uh -huh. it's a good spot for him yeah for sure mm -hmm. um then we had uh ach versus uh shane strickland 
so that was one that caught me off guard like i didn't know it was i mean then again like i don't know how else i would organize the card but just when you hear the music it's like oh shit this match is happening now yeah like, you know like i had that reaction um and i really really enjoy uh, you know heelish ach yeah i do too um i don't um like it's hard to like categorize him as a heel because he's so loved and he's so good at what he does and everything. And we've known the the happy go lucky ACH for yeah. so long. Yeah, he's got like a really good smile that you just want to like this guy. Right. Yeah. But definitely, he he turns it up when when he's in this heel role. And and then Shake Strickland, like they they provide a great a hell of a match. I thought this is one this is one that I would have loved, and I know that I've made this complaint to you before. But this is one I would have loved some kind of promo in the ring before it happened. Like I, I love. I think a. I mean AEW's in ring is mm-hmm. a twelve out of ten, right? Like that is always going to be awesome. It always mm-hmm. will be awesome because of the talent. But I want to know a why behind why these two guys are wrestling. You know, like okay, is there yeah, is there a reason? Together, be- right? Is there is there a reason behind it? You know, like well, Shane Strickland should debut, um, and and I could get that wrong because I don't know if he had done it in LaSalle already, but I thought it was at Bearwind versus AR Fox. Right. Right. So then, how does that translate to just ACH versus Strickland? Like, yeah, you know, something that kind of connects the dots. Is that what you're saying? It would it would be cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if it's just a, even if it's just, if it's just a hey, I debuted last time and I had a hell of a match. And I'm trying to work my way up the singles ranks because I want to wrestle Penta for the Heritage Championship. Mm-hmm. Just give give me a reason to. I, I'm glad that these two amazing athletes are wrestling and, and each I other, but I need fact, a, a why. Fun fact: I think is the first time they've ever wrestled against each other. Really? Yeah, I saw that somewhere, and I yeah. don't know if the, that's true, but even if it's that, my attention, right? Use stories, yeah. Use stories from other promotions, like. I have been wrestling for this many years, and I've never wrestled ACH, so I want to see and, what him and I can uh, do. AEW has the best talent, whatever. Yeah, so yeah, on. yeah. It, it doesn't have to be complex. You can have really complex stories for other storylines, but I still would like I still would like someone to speak on the mic besides Sammy before a match starts, mm-hmm. or someone from OI4K. Besides OI4K, to speak on the mic before match starts and just explain why he's wrestling this person. Yeah. It's a simple thing, but I feel like it's completely overlooked. And so, you know, quick thing, it's a funny story. So Tank, um, I don't remember Tank. Yeah, your friend. friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he actually, when I was on my way here, he was asking me, like, hey, bro, I know you buy a lot of AEW DVDs. Do they have storylines in them? Um, and you were just telling me about this too, and I just remembered. Yeah. He was like, um, do they have storylines in them? And I'm like, well, you know, basically I buy the show that, that we just went to the month before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few more promos maybe or whatnot. I'm like, he's like, yeah, because, you know, I really like AEW. You know, I would like to know if they had more storyline, but not like WWE where it's all storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, um, and I told him, I'm like, I, you know, I also have uh, the online account. You know, so let's, mm-hmm. you know, stop by the house. Let's check out some matches and, and see what you think. Like, you could borrow some DVDs. So it is a good point that you're bringing up, right? Because, yeah. you know, so Tank, who has been to one or three shows, like two to three shows, um, he's interested in, in wanting to see more and, and see if there's more storyline than just what he sees right. you know, ringing action, in ring action. Yeah, and you can use a promo for it that some people will just cut a promo about something general. Like Eddie Kingston cut a promo about like his background 
um, one time we were at Bourbon and just like how he he people would never thought he would make it, and now he has. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of more an in general promo, but it doesn't tell anything really about his opponent. He, he talk actually he talks a little bit of smack about OI4K, and then they had the match. So like even that that would be cool. But if you don't have screen I mean, set not up, all matches need to be like that. But I think there's there's enough room in the card for you to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be complex, but either video package promo um, or like someone in the ring or just like give us some more context. And then another uh, thing yeah. to point out in this in this whole um, event, we didn't have any backstage promos. Yeah, that it, exactly. So right. because it's a new venue, right, mm -hmm. and they didn't have any screens in where people were sitting, there were no backstage promos. So this would be the time to do it, right? Right. Unless mm -hmm. you were in the back, then you see them. But you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just, that's just something I want to point out. I'm not going to... Beat it at horse, mm -hmm. but it'd be something cool nice to see, to like a nice, a nice room for improvement, you know. Mm -hmm. And then we have Trevor Lee versus Chucky T. The cut the music, <laughs> yeah. Trevor Lee comes out, cut the music. Even the fans already know that was gonna happen, like, because when he's you know heel, he does the cut the music part, no dancing. But then, um, was it in this match or am I confusing it? Where uh, Chucky T invites him to dance and. Yeah, he, to dance. he 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 does the fake out. So uh -huh. he turn, He says, "Okay, play the music," and then he's gonna dance for a second, and then he just and then, right. beats up Chucky e. T. So yeah, Trevor Leal. Tre oh, Trevor Heel. You could <laughs> Trevor say. Trevor Heel. I, I basically just said that, but yeah, Trevor Lee working Mega Heel. I love it. It was great. Did it again in yeah, honor of Rick Rude. He just got inducted to the Hall of Fame with the cut the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, in this match, um. Who who won? Do you remember? It was Trevor Lee. Trevor so Lee had win? the tight and an old school oh, heel right. finish. Pull had the, the tights on a roll yeah. up. Yeah, old school heel finish. Um, the matches before that, a uh, match before that, I believe uh, ACH won with a brainbuster. Just as a tip. Yeah, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it was fine. I mean, I think Chuck Taylor can really do his thing without winning a lot of matches. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he doesn't need to win, and he can still be just really relevant. I feel so. Uh, I was. I'm and totally is, okay with it. This is the match that sent us into intermission, right? No, I think there was one more. What 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 do you got down on your list there? So there was the tag match. There right, was the, so did the tag match sent us to intermission? I believe so. The Evans and Angelico. Uh, yeah, Evans and Angelico versus uh, OI four K, or as Carla messes up and says, four hundred one K. Four hundred one K. Versus four hundred one K. Yeah. Uh, Jake and Dave Christ with a. Uh, uh, the manager of, I always forget his name, JT, JT Davidson. Yeah, JT Davidson. Um, again, JT Davidson doing his thing, distracting when he needs to distract. I, uh, you know, I know you told me to watch him, but I, yeah. didn't, I wasn't watching him again. Yeah. I should. I should. No, he's, he's, he's good at what he does. And then, so the cool thing, I thought, I thought uh, Jack Evans was going to wrestle that entire match with the cigarette in his mouth. That's what I thought too. It was close. <laughs> it was close. And yeah. I thought at some point, like the, the, the cigarette was going to come back, but, uh, but no, it just got tossed out of the ring at some point. Uh, huge fan of Angelico. Like, I've seen Jack Evans, and I'm a huge fan of him as well. Uh, but dude is so tall. Yeah, that was my first time seeing him live. <laughs> yeah. Did you, have you seen him at, at Lucha when he visited the um, temple? I don't think so. I think okay. he was injured when I when I got to go over there. But okay. um, yeah, this is the first time i see seen him live. He's super tall. And I had seen him prior to the show. I mean, 
because we were having dinner in the little patio. Yeah. And he was hanging out there. Um, nice. But, you know, I didn't want to go bother or whatever. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to meet him uh, at the merch table. And, um, yeah, pretty cool, dude. Um, but the match was full of high spots to hear, like, you know, um, Angelico and Jack Evans doing their tag team stuff. And yeah. IF4K going for, um, you know, more hard-hitting kind of quick combos. Yeah. Um, who... OI4K takes it the takes the win, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, Dave Chris. Dave Chris did his. Um, it's almost like a sister Abigail into a DDT. Yeah, and then it was followed up by a Tombstone Pal Driver by Jake. Um, it was cool to see. I was fine with OI4K winning. I have no problem mm-hmm. with that. It was cool to see Jack Evans work face because I just want to like him and then he's always he always like flips yeah. the crowd off well but. he's one of the ones that would come out with the mic in the hand right when he's a heel yeah he's, he's one of the ones he does that, I think he that's why I like to, him so much yeah he doesn't mm-hmm. need to you know even talk about his opponent like or or say anything really like he just talks trash right before the match and yep. he's like okay this is why they're fighting yep like he was the one doing the Tommaso Chimpapa yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Chimpopo yeah, yeah. Even so, exactly, like, this is another example, just something little like that. It just mm-hmm. puts the match on, like, a whole nother plane, mm-hmm. I feel. So, that was great. So, yeah, you're right. This one sends us into into intermission, mm-hmm. um, which I think it was needed. It was the right time for the intermission. Rehydrate a little bit. Yeah. How do you feel about the first, this first half of the card now, the, the you're I feel good. I, I didn't feel exhausted. Okay, I, yeah. Neither neither sometimes I. you do. Um, I did not take my five-hour energy drink, so, uh, <laughs> no, but I strategy. did pick up a, a Red Bull in intermission. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, just in case. Just in case, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was it was a good pace. Like the matches were good, mm-hmm. but nothing that that made me feel like holy shit, there's another half of the show to go. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It was uh, it wasn't extremely exhausting. I felt I felt like all the matches were well paced. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they slow down because you got two people now, ACH and Trevor Lee, working heel, so they're always trying to slow the match down. Mm-hmm. Whereas the face is always trying to speed it up. So I agree that I wasn't. It didn't exhaust me full of emotion, you know. So I thought that was good. It was smart of them. Yeah, but then we ha- we come with to to the. I think the. Would you say this was the man of the match? Oh, the man of the match. <laughs> Thinking soccer still, right? <laughs> the match of the night. Uh, the Elgin versus Matt Riddle. Wait, wait, wait! Didn't Phoenix and Mundo happen before that, or no? No. I think I think Elgin and Riddle then took us in the half, and I think the opening was Phoenix and Mundo, in intermission. But Probably. Who? Yeah. Either way. Um, so you might be right again. <laughs> so, but this match I think was a a contender, if not. Yeah, this is a Glory Pro rematch. Glory mm-hmm. Pro that uh, that Elgin's promotion that recently happened. They had the Riddle versus Elgin matchup. Um, I was talking to Matt. I tried to talk to Matt Riddle before mm-hmm. the show, and I tried to ask him if he... Right after you spilled beer on the... This was... this was So as I was shaking his hand, I spilled beer on the Progress title. Shame on you. He was so cool about it, though. <laughs> he was so... He was like, oh, dude. And I was just like... And then I looked down at You're the like, title. Bro. Yeah, he was like, bro. And then I was, I looked down at the title, and it, and there's just like a pool of beer. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was just like, oh my god, I blew it. Uh-huh. And I was, just, I was just gonna ask him if he had one of those Budweiser T-shirts, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I cleaned up the beer on the Progress title. I said thanks, and then I walked away with uh, his own merch. 
No, no, it was like it was a bar napkin. I didn't clean it up with his own merch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he would have really put me to sleep. Right. Yeah. So this match was cool because they started it off like it was an MMA fight, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. One of those matches, right? That feels like a, a non-scripted fight, and a lot of kind of grappling around the waist and like takedowns that didn't look. They looked good, but not like extremely clean to the point where they're choreographed. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that the last, probably the last minute or two minutes of this match could make a case for the loud, I think they, I think they had the crowd at the loudest point. For sure. When, when Riddle started hulking up after he was no selling those Mm -hmm. suplexes, that crowd was rocking. And there was a, I think a huge AEW chant after the match was over. Uh Uh-huh. So... I think if I were to categorize that two minutes, I would say like that was the best two minute segment of probably the whole mm-hmm. show. Yeah, for right. sure. And I, I just remember the the false finish before the real finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you were able to capture a snap. Yeah, I got a couple of good snap. I got a couple of good snaps of every every match mm-hmm. um, on our Twitter account at Two Heels and a Face. Shameless plug. <laughs> so but, go check those out. Yeah, I mean that was. I, I thought that match was great. Um, then so then like you said we have Phoenix versus John Morrison yeah or Johnny Mundo yeah Boone the Bounty what, Hunter right what what name did he use do you he remember used, what it, he used John Morrison I think John he Morrison used, used John yeah. Morrison yeah which um, isn't his actual name it's Hennigan I believe right mm-hmm. yeah so tell me your thoughts on this so you know Phoenix Mark so I was super excited uh, and you know I was front <laughs> row so. <laughs> um, no, so this match, so I had seen Morrison before uh, when he wrestled against Callahan. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's cool to see how he adjusts this or, he, or his style is just different when he's, you know, wrestling somebody that's like Phoenix, more, I don't know if it's more agile or more, yeah, uh, yeah. more of a high flyer or more of it's a luchador. luchador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not to take any credit from, from Callahan, but... Um, he's your traditional luchador. Yeah. Phoenix. So I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, some pretty cool spots, and the kicker was that I actually got to um, buy Phoenix's mask after the match. You did. It was sweaty. Yeah. It I was had my sweat. hands all up in that mask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, I had talked to him previously, and, and uh, we had talked about uh, some stuff we wanted to do. And um, once you know the show was over or whatnot, I went up there and, and I got the mask. So, yeah. So. After after the show. When I went and go met up with Jim at the the bar next door called Park Tavern, uh-huh. all the some of the wrestlers were leaving, and I was shouting at Mundo to come up and party with us, and he oh, looked, yeah? he looked interested. <laughs> he looked interested, but uh, he didn't come up there. But yeah. it would have been would it be cool to party with Johnny Mundo and just? I know Trevor Lee has partied at Bourbon after. Yeah, yeah like after a show. Yeah, because you know there's so many like dance floors in there. Like, right, Trevor Lee's Trevor Lee's much younger too than mm-hmm. everybody, so he's still got some. Right, I, I forget he's really young. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know he's on the road constantly. With that age, you probably just want to more so than yeah, some yeah. of the older people. You just want to let loose. And by partying, I mean like he's on the dance floor being Trevor Lee, you know, babyface Trevor Lee. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then what I was surprised... Oh, no. This is not the main event yet. We have the Killer Cult versus Loki. And it was supposed to be... Um, what's his name? Uh, Eddie Kingston. 
Was right. it, this match wasn't advertised, was it? I Free think forehand? so. It was? Okay. I feel like it was. Because then I feel like Kingston was tag teaming with low-key. Oh, I missed the I missed the Twitter poster mm-hmm. about this then, or the twit pick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Kingston couldn't make it. I don't know. I don't think. I think he is. he's a bit injured. Is he? he had an injury with uh, Impact or something like that. And I could okay. be wrong. Uh, but Loki before the match says, I think early in the show, right? He came out and cut a promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he came out and attacked OI4K. Right, after their match. After their match, yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Loki on the mic before. That's telling a story. Yep. That's great. And it, it was a layup to say, like, I'm going to bring somebody yeah. as my partner. And you're, you'll see who it is. Uh-huh. OI4K always, um, OI4K and their beef without outlaw ink i feel like they're constantly on the mic which is great mm-hmm. i love to see that like that as you know is a known beef that constantly happens so right. it's cool so this is the return of congo congo kong who um who we hadn't seen since he faced callahan for the title in lasalle so it's been a few shows that he hasn't been on on uh, on aw bro i saw you when his music hit you knew mm-hmm. You knew who, you knew what was up. I saw you jump out of your seat when Congo's mu- or Kong's music hit. I didn't so, know exactly who it was right away, but like, you were all Kong. over it. And then, like, it, so it's funny, right? Like uh, Hector's reaction. I was sitting near him. He's like, "Bro, why did he cut his hair?" <laughs> <laughs> not so yet. I found that funny. Not a not a not a super super. I don't even know what you want to say. Like he's just got such an odd body type and look. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what makes him, him. Makes him him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. He's like a. He's just like a person you can really stare at because he's he's got like a unique body, a unique hair. Like his face is different. He's super athletic, dude. Like very for his size. Yeah. yeah the moon salts and the uh, turnbuckle bombs and yeah. He's he, he even does over the rope onto the outside. Like, he's yeah. done that a few times. Like, that's, Fucking that's kicking Abyss's ass. <laughs> fuck Abyss. God, <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. Um, but yeah, I thought... Um, and, and then, so during that match, you, you saved Loki. Yeah, so Loki... <laughs> of course, Cal... There isn't, a, there isn't an OI4K Outlaw Inc. match that doesn't spill... Into right. The cr- this was sort of a wrestling or, match. It was more of a brawl, right? Yeah, like all of theirs are. Mm-hmm. But it's great because... It makes it makes the feud like so much more, you know. Like they really effing hate each other, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, but yeah, Loki and Sammy got on the stage, and I don't know. Loki was selling a punch or something, and like he was selling, <laughs> losing his balance, and he was like, I was standing right on the, I was I had a seat up there, but I sat behind a monster of a man, mm-hmm. some really tall, big dude with a huge bald head. And I sat down in my seat. I was like, I can't see shit. Right, because like, you're on stage and you don't have that slope that other people in the outside. Right, right? there's no elevate. Well, the last row was on stools, so that oh, was a little right. bit mm-hmm. elevated seating. But second, third row of the stage, you were in the first. Mm-hmm. I was in second row. We got split. I couldn't see shit. So I I stood the whole show mm-hmm. on the stage, off to the side. It was fun. It was fine. But since I'm standing now, and I'm kind of standing off to, like, if you're looking at the stage, I'm standing to the left. I'm on the left side. And right. Loki is like selling a punch, and he's like, kind of <laughs> waving his hands to get balance. I don't think he would have fell, but I was just like, oh, I just stuck my hand out, and uh-huh. like, I basically just stopped the momentum of his shoulder blade. Uh-huh. And it looked like I did. Say, he, he wasn't gonna fall, but I felt like it was the right thing to do for me as a fan. Like, yo, I got you, I got you. <laughs> kind of saving Loki, yeah. but 
Yeah, and they were, you know, they were all over the place. Um, and it was pretty much Abyss versus Kong and Callahan versus yeah Loki. Um, and I mean, Loki and Callahan super stiff at each other. Oh yeah. Um, you know that telling that story from from last show too, right? Because um, what was last show where they were? Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. Burrow show. Yeah. So uh, I really enjoyed the match. I mean, Abyss is Abyss, and Chicago does not like Abyss. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, he does not. He's wearing some kind of parachute pants. Look like that are made <laughs> out of hefty garbage bags. And yeah, but um, someone called him. God, what did someone call him? Someone called him the Kane of the Indies over by me. Oh, yeah? Like the current Kane, of, you know, current uh-huh. Kane of the Indies, which I thought was actually really funny because current Kane right now can't really work too well. Uh-huh. I mean, he can kind of do his thing, but, and neither can really Abyss. That's why he's put in these matches. I mean, he's good for, he's good for the role that he's put in, but someone called him the Kane of the Indies by me. I thought, I just started laughing out loud. And, so. and, and to add more heat, like they end up taking the win. Yeah, always. Right? OI4K just dominates this feud. I feel like I'll all ink the never wins. Never never gets the, gets theirs, but it still feels relevant to me, this feud, so I enjoyed it. For sure. So I'm gonna so how do you feel about because I was taken by surprise that uh the Heritage Championship was being defended as the main event. I thought that was great. Like, you know, obviously I'm ecstatic because it's Pentagon or Penta. Yeah, and versus AR Fox, which is a match that, that I had told you was like I was really looking forward to it because I I think in LaSalle when they when they had their first match, um, it was also a, a show stealer. Mm-hmm. So, my great, but it did. I, I was surprised that it was a you know it was it was the main event. I think it makes sense. I mean, if Sammy's not going to main event because he's in a tag match, then you have your mm-hmm. Intercontinental title per se, right? Main event the show so. We've seen SmackDown do this at, it was either Backlash or No Mercy mm-hmm. in late 2016. I think the, I think the Styles, maybe was it Styles Ambrose or something went on first in that pay-per-view, mm-hmm. the Styles match, and then I think it was Ziggler and Miz, the so, Intercontinental title kind of headline. So I thought that was just kind of the same thing a little bit. Right, so. and then the other thing is that I think previous to, to what was it, to Saturday, I had seen that uh, AR Fox was going to take some time off of, of you know, wrestling. Like, Is he? Like, I don't know if it's just, like, because, I mean, all these guys wrestled so many shows, you know, in Orlando a week prior to. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's what he meant by, like, he needs to take a break. Huh. Um, so I don't know if we're going to see him soon back in action. Um, so I kind of, like, well, we'll see where, like, how how... Let's see what he means by taking time off. Right? Yeah. Um, but regardless Might just be of a that, couple months. Yeah. yeah. But regardless of that, like, the match was was great. Uh, you know, there was the the break his arm chance, and oh, yeah. you know he went for that spot. Obviously, like, because when he was doing that, I'm like, oh, this is it. This is how you're gonna get him off for a while. Like, oh, break yeah, his arm, sense. it's uh-huh. over. Yeah. And then uh, then uh, Fox takes a break. Yeah, um, I, I love how Penta can be such a sadistic psychopath, and the crowd just loves him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. great. Like break his in one second, one second you're saying break his arm, and then the other you're just cheering because he won a match and right, regained right. a title. It's like it's never those two almost in the same match, but Penta can pull it off, man. 
Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, he's, j along with, you know, the Lucha guys, like, we had how many Lucha, Lucha so Underground many. people in this one, right? We had so a At ton. least three. And then, oh, well, Angelico and Jack Evans. Yeah. So that's five. Mundo. Uh, Did you count him? I counted him, yeah. yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, these guys are hot commodities, and, and, and it's great that AEW keeps bringing them, and especially now that, you know, Penta has the title, the the Heritage Championship. Um, who does he defend against next? I don't know. No? I don't know. I mean, you could say a rematch versus ACH, but we've already kind of seen that. I feel like that. I'm not sure if they really do rematches um, that frequently. Right. Or maybe we, they do an ACH, and it involves some kind of other stipulation. Maybe there's I, weapons I, involved. Maybe like, there's a ladder match. That'd be cool. We haven't seen a ladder match. I don't think we have seen a ladder match. I've seen cage matches. Joe's would be perfect for it if you can hang something because it's got a tall enough ceiling. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can hang something from the ring there or from the ceiling there, but that is a tall enough venue to do a ladder match. Yeah, for sure. And then you got the balcony upstairs too, which would provide a cool view. Phoenix versus Penta, bro. Ladder match. Make it happen. Phoenix versus Penta. They're kind of they're kind of on the, I feel like they haven't <laughs> no, wrestled the each other too much, though. But They have not. Yeah. You said they have or they haven't? No, they haven't. Even in the other promotions that I'm seeing. Right. They're no, like on a tag They team. haven't. But, yeah. you know, and, and right now, like, they're with the whole um, Lucha Brothers gimmick. So yeah. I don't think they're going to go against each other. Oh, it'll just be interesting to see who's next. Uh, the same applies for Sammy. I don't know who's going to. Who, who, I wanted him to defend against Phoenix again, right? And then have Phoenix get a run. But that's just me probably being a little biased. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you bring up a good point, though. Like, who. who because you had Sammy for you know in, in a tag match right now, and yeah. I think that's that's okay. Mm -hmm. But he defends in LaSalle, and I don't, I'm assuming he defends in LaSalle. Yeah, but the, to your point, like long term, who is who is it? Where is the direction going? And uh, hell, and, I'm fine with Loki taking it from him. Yeah, and yeah. let Loki. I'd be fine with that. You know, he's he's a vet. Like let him carry it and let him carry the company. Like. What I mean is Zack Saber Jr. going to come back? Is well, we're supposed to get Zack right back at Berwyn. Yeah, Zack versus Elgin for. I don't know if they're going to continue that. Like mm -hmm. we still bring that up, but I mean we haven't seen Zack all. Is it all year? No, we no, him. we saw him at Berwyn. Right, and yeah, you know he didn't. And uh, what's his name wasn't there, right? Big Mike wasn't there. Yeah, Big Mike wasn't there. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see where where they take us again. You know. Um, you know, we definitely talked about, you know, room for improvement in, the, in that, you yeah. know, giving us some mic time, at least before the match, the match and just some trash talking. But, um, like, I'm, my, my thing here is just like, let's get a women's match in there. Yeah. Well, I know LaSalle has, is going to I think have, your prayers are going to be answered, right? Don't they have your girl wrestling? Who? What, who's the, who did you get that picture from recently? Oh, Veda Scott. Yeah, she's going to be at LaSalle. Veda Scott's going to be at LaSalle. Um, so is uh, Gargano's wife. And I hate that I just said Gargano's wife. What's her name? Candace. Candace. That's great. Um, yes, we do need more women's wrestling. Or a stronger division, right? A stronger core. Cause right, and you said, you know, they've done the, the merge, merging with Shimmer. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm down for that as well, so... Let's get some women on the card. But overall, like this was this was a great show. Like I, again, I think it was the, the how the card was laid out was perfect. Um, and and I mean you say this every time like when you don't think they could get better, it's still you know yep. they provide a better show. So and they got we got uh, Keith Lee coming soon. 
who's, right. who's another big name or getting to be a big name. Um, David Starr, I believe, who's gonna is gonna be. So we're gonna see all Mil these Mortis. guys. Bill Mortes versus. Not see him. I'm not gonna see him. Versus Hardcore <laughs> Holly and LaSalle. Who thought of that matchup? And thank so I, you. I, I've always, you know, I've always, well, I brought it up before. Like they always a Mil Mortes, you know, like well, there was a, I can't remember the the name of the show, but he was scheduled for a bourbon show. Yep. And then you know ended up getting canceled and like oh we'll bring him back sometime. And now they're gonna bring them, but to LaSalle. So, dude, seriously, if you're if you can make the trip to LaSalle, that alone, that matchup of Hardcore, Hardcore Holly, Holly versus Will Mortes, like I, I described it as two. Basically, it's you and I playing a video game, <laughs> and all of the available indie wrestlers are selectable in this video game, and we just hit the randomized button. Uh huh. For sure. And it just like selected, you know, flickered through all the different people that we could choose. And it just selected Hardcore Holly and Mil Muertes. It's I'm sure, so intriguing. I'm sure if, if if I get to go, if Carla lets me go, she'll just give me cash, take away my card, <laughs> and say go. <laughs> you can only spend a certain amount of yeah. money. Don't buy Phoenix's mask this time. <laughs> right. No, so th- that was the goal behind Phoenix's mask is that, you know, I had uh, Phoenix. Now, this is the Ray Phoenix mask. So next in line, I also want to get, you know, Pentile Sir M. Yes, mask. I already have the Pentagon Junior mask. So are they different? Yeah, there's variations. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. The like design the small is different. Stuff, different. Yeah. Okay, okay, because it's not noticeable. Uh, for Phoenix's Phoenix's mask, it's a little bit more uh, is less noticeable than the than the Penta mask. Okay. Um, I mean, if there's a chance to getting a Mil Mortis mask, that'll be ultimate. You know, like like super. You know, I'll be super ecstatic, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, I'm also going. Are you going to go to C2E2? Are you interested in that? What is, is that? That, uh, that Comic Con like thing at uh, McCormick Place here in Chicago? Wait, what is that? You know about all these events. So, what is that? So, um, Tank uh, and his brother Miguel and them, they run a, a podcast called Geek Studios. And um, oh, yeah, they, they followed do, us. They do reviews on like comics and, and like movies, Power Rangers, and like superheroes. And all. I'm not into that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> um, at least I don't follow it as, as closely as they do and, and they review stuff. Um, but uh, Miguel had an extra ticket and he, he invited me on Sunday, and a lot nice. of Lucha Underground wrestlers are going to be. It's this Sunday? Uh, next Sunday, I think. Yeah, I don't so, know. I'll have to check the schedule. Uh, but that's cool that. Shout out to Geek Studios, and maybe we should do a collab with them. Yeah, for think? sure. Yeah, because they, um, they, they, they basically, Mumi goes like, because I also helped them, you know, set up their WordPress and all that stuff. And oh, sweet. so he was like, you know, I so said, thank you for helping us get, get started. He got me a ticket to that. Nice. So I'll be going up there on, on Sunday, and uh, I know Mysterio's going to be there. Ray Ray. Uh, Ray Ray. Uh, Lita and Jerry the King Lauder, and I don't know who else. Like, nice. There's going to be some. Some wrestlers over there, so I'll check that out. Tell me about the conversation you had with the Lucha Brothers afterward. After yeah, the show. so um, you know we've been talking for a while, and 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 I told we you know I told them about about our podcast and and how we cover um, local indie shows, um, mainly um, AEW, and if they were willing to just kind of talk to us a little bit and and, and get them on uh, record with them. Yeah. Um, so they were pretty busy. We they're like they were down for it. Um, they had to go cut promo. So it was like, well, let's do it now here and then. And, and so right after the show, uh, we talked for you know it was a you know five six minute conversation. Okay. Um, 
we talked to to Pentagon first, and I pretty much asked him what was his um, experience like in AEW. He's been here for, you know, about a year, over a year. Yeah, over a year. Um, and he had his he's, he's held both titles, the Heritage and the uh, the big, the big F and belt. The big yeah, right. The big gold belt. So, which I I really love that belt, by the way. Yeah, it's nice design. Um, mm-hmm. huge improvement from the last one. I think so. Um, but yeah, so he was like, you know. AEW is very different from all the indie shows that I go to. He's like, and he's been all over the world. Like, this is a worldwide question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he's like, the atmosphere is, is different, and I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you, but um, but the fans and, and, and the people that we interact here with are, are just very friendly, you know? Um, so he, he's thankful for the opportunity nice. and, and also for, for AEW to, um, you know, remaining their doors open after the whole uh, name change and, and, and that stuff. Yeah. Uh, when talking to Phoenix, he was telling me that, uh, you know, he calls AEW his home yeah. uh, because it's the first promotion that, um, in his words, was like pretty much, uh, yeah, pretty much took him in after um, the whole, um, also, because he was the first one to leave uh, AAA. Okay. Um, so he was looking for indie shows. He's like, I, I decided to move to San Diego um so i'm you know my first place to 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 go look was aw because i had been here and i liked the place and you know and i could have gone look somewhere else you know i live in the other side of the country Uh he's like but you know aw reached out to me as well and and i really enjoy working here um so so he was he was super happy that that aw opened up those opportunities and then i went storyline with him and and i asked him i'm like so when is your shot like you know you already i know you just recently faced uh callahan yeah but well, what's next for for Phoenix? And, Good question. And he will, you know, he was saying that, um, you know, he he wants another shot. Obviously, like that's his goal. Like the goal of being in this promotion is to to hold the title, which he hasn't done. So he didn't say like, "Well, I'm going after Sammy," but he said the title. So I was like, "Oh, maybe a panel thing." Uh, but I, I didn't bring that up, and and we kind of closed it off there. Like cool. it was a brief conversation. Um, and we're gonna have that audio once we right. It's got some background noise on it. Yeah, I mean we were because yeah. that's the other thing too. Like at Joe's, they start playing music after the show is over. Right? Like <laughs> they try, they want to turn it into a club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> it's it's um, it's decent audio, but it could be improved. So we're yeah. gonna get one of our tech guys to to take. Yeah, we're gonna reach out to someone. That's I actually, I forgot to do that, but I can do that. <laughs> I, I forgot to do that yesterday, but I can do that today. Or tonight before I rest my head, but um, yeah, that, I agree. I, I I enjoyed the show. Um, I don't think it topped Homecoming, but for a, the for new venue, and it felt like I don't it, know if it was less matches, but it, was, it felt. I think quicker. it was eight matches. It yeah, it was feel eight quicker. matches. Yeah, it did feel quicker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think everyone was around maybe like the 10, 12 minute mark. No one went like mm-hmm. super long. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that. Um, but it would, yeah, it would just be cool. That's just one complaint I have. Like, tell me a story long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think OI4K does that in all of their feuds. Like, they're, I feel like you, they always do something extra for the crowd, whether it's a run in or a promo mm-hmm. or things like that. But I, I mean, I'm so going to continue. Have, continue. So we, going, we have the obviously. constant of now uh, seeing Marty DeRosa being the backstage interviewer. Yeah. Um, like, do you think that's going to help in, in into the storytelling now that they have a, a person that's going to be doing, like, getting the reactions backstage or or promos after the show? I mean, I would think so. I want to, I want to, it's making me want to watch those promos now. Mm-hmm. 
and I wonder if they're going to release them via yeah, YouTube, YouTube. Uh-huh. or if they were just for the DVD or I don't know, but it's knowing that we didn't get any and the fact that they did them after the show mm-hmm. makes me think that they're going to be released on YouTube okay. to build for the next one or recap. Well, usually happened. that's what they do, right? Yeah. They cut a few that are going to, that are leading into what's coming up next versus yeah. what's about to happen right now. Yeah. Sammy has awesome, the same, they, they released a lot of Sammy promos on YouTube and his are really, his mm-hmm. are really cool. He's like sitting in a boiler room somewhere, it looks like. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, when Champa was there, he would also do his. Yeah. Like, it would look like he was in the basement somewhere. Uh-huh. That's um, probably where they are, <laughs> in a basement. Um, uh, yeah. Before we go, Superstar Shakeup, any other news come in while we were um, sitting here? No. So right now, uh, off the top of my head, at least um, that I could remember, is we have the Miss and Maurice on Raw. We <laughs> have... Um, Dean Ambrose on Raw with the title. Uh, we're not watching Raw right now, so we don't know what's going to happen. We're not watching, the, but it's yeah. happening. And we don't know what's happening with the title. The, the title comes over, or he drops it. I don't know what's happening there. Um, who's the other superstar? Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews was Raw. announced in the, yeah, earlier in the night. Oh, uh, um, face the facts, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins is in Raw. He's going to go job on Raw. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Holy shit, Braun. So does Braun go to SmackDown? What does it say? I don't know. It's just a reaction from from somebody. Okay. Um, so you'll probably be listening to, this, listening to this, you the listener, after the Superstar shakeup. But this is just kind of our initial reactions to them. The The Shield could stay on Raw. Maybe not. Cruz gets a fresh start. So they Hopefully. can redo him almost. Or do him right for the first time. So something like, big happened. I think it was Braun attacking Roman Reigns. That's and, not big. But, but I'm, the reason I say big is because everybody's like, "Holy shit! Holy shit!" Like that's the. There's constant. a bunch of holy shits. Yeah. I'm, it, it sucks that the Miz is going to Raw, but he. I mean, in some people's eyes, you could say, "Oh, but the Miz deserves it." But that does that mean that Raw is still the main show? Like, doesn't The Miz deserve just a title shot on SmackDown? Like, why does he have to go to the main show? He's been doing amazing, The Miz. He's so, had, like, one of the best years. What are your thoughts company. about, or have you heard about the House of Horror match? Oh, no. no? What is so that? So this is uh, another gimmick match uh, that's happening between Bray and Randy. It's Payback. <sighs> it's House of Horror. Wait, a Payback? Yes. That's the next one. Okay. Me. Not Backlash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, right. It's Payback funny. is a raw pay-per-view, isn't it? Uh, I think so, but... So I'm seeing right here it's announced for Payback. But anyway, it's a House of Horrors match. House of Horror. And some people... I had seen it on uh, on Twitter. Some people were being surveyed by WWE. Pretty much like asking them, like, Oh, what would you like to see in a House of Horror match? So it made it feel like they're trying to figure out what this match is going to be like. They don't even have a they plan. They don't even have a plan for the name. Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm scared, but, you know, just because it's my boy Bray again, getting, you know, getting that type of treatment. I don't know if he's going to, you know, get the title back or whatnot in this one, but I, I just can't be excited for it. I don't know. But we'll see. What if they do some off-site shit like they did for the Wyatt compound, but it's not scripted before? Well, it is, but they maybe just set up, like they set up cameras inside of, 
one of those old sheds, not the one that burnt down, obviously. Mm-hmm. But and then they have a match in there. It's almost like them going backstage, but instead of going backstage, you go to the Wyatt's compound, and it's not like it's not pre-filmed. It's being filmed as <laughs> uh-huh. it's happening. You know, it's live. And there's a boat, and there's a lake, <laughs> and, and there's fireworks, <laughs> and then the Matt Jeff. Party <laughs> okay, I see what you're getting at. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, who knows? Um, I, I'm not excited for it right now. Maybe tomorrow after we watch SmackDown and we get more details on that. Yeah. I feel um, like, what did, check this out. Ray, mm-hmm. Randy, tag team, they wrestle Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees with a run-in from Leatherface. <laughs> from Leatherface? Book it. Book Make it, it happen. Uh, Kalisto goes to Raw. I don't know what that's going to do for him. I guess. Do they need he, any more He almost jumps? needs a reset, too. He needs a reset also. Yeah. And, th- and that's why, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to, like, with, with these lower card guys, like, they're, right right now we're seeing them as jobbers, right? Because they, they haven't got any real pushes. Yeah. They're just there to take the fall. Um, and even, even with them going the raw, that's, like, I feel like what their fate is. Like, SmackDown has... At least they had more potential there. To yeah, decide, SmackDown right? has the has been the land of opportunity where you could flourish. Now, if you're not flourishing in SmackDown and you're a lower card guy, then I feel like you're going to Raw. It's it's hard to believe that they're going to get a mid card push again. You know, Kalisto again or one for Cruz at Raw. You would have thought it would have happened at SmackDown, right? But it didn't. So, I don't know. We'll have to see how things shake out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Any thoughts before we go home? Um, all right, bro. So I'll, I'll say this. Um, Talk to so me. So I did spring cleaning on Sunday. Uh-oh. Cleaned out my closet. Okay, I'm going to. Not because I wanted to, but Carla made me. <laughs> Dude, Carla. And, Carla's making a bunch of cameos on this, on yeah. this podcast. Because <laughs> the things like, because she was saying like, every show you go to, you at least get three shirts. wrestling shirts she's like and this needs to stop like clean out your closet look at all the shirts that you have you know whatever wow laying the the smack it down yeah 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 and and it is true you know like i can't that's great three shirts i love um so how many shirts do you think i have wrestling shirts shit take a guess can you give me an over under you tell me and i'll tell you over and under then 32. Over. Shit. <laughs> um, you, that was a quick over, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to raise it high. I'm going to say 45. 47. Oh, damn. That is a lot of wrestling right. shirts. That's a lot of fucking wrestling shirts, bro. <laughs> I was like, like, okay. How do you feel about that? I didn't know how to feel about it initially, given the fact that I just got three shirts. On I mean, Saturday. I want to shake your hand, but. No, no, it's a. It's a That's problem, cool. like you know. I yeah. It, no, and the good thing is that I don't have like like at least the the things like you know, Carla. These are all bought by like I bought them off of the wrestlers. Yeah. So it's not like I'm buying WWE t-shirts. There's like no the only one. WWE t-shirt that I have is the DIY, and I think I I bought a a Brock Lesnar the Eat Sleep Conquer Repeat. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I bought that one because I had a like a promo code or something. There's no shipping fees with these shirts. Mm-hmm. No, um, I I think I've ordered maybe from Pro Wrestling Tees. Okay. But very few, maybe like three. Okay. Hundred. Um, <laughs> but no. 
But yeah. Dude, wait, uh, can I just clap it up for you? No, I have to stop, man. No, like, bro. This is going to start digging into my, because uh, we were talking, I want to go to Mania you next go year. to Mania. This is, this is your Mania fund. You, you can start <laughs> selling those. Right. No, and they're not all, like, you know, so I have a few, like, podcasts. Uh, ones that I've bought from people as well. Oh, so you're so, contributing. You're contributing, so I'm contributing to, right? Oh, yeah. People got podcasts. People need to eat. Wrestlers <laughs> are independent contractors. You know. So I, I think it's all good. And I, I reminded her when she told me once um, we had gone to. I think it was one of the Logan shows. She uh, she bought a zero gravity shirt then. Oh, and she, nice. And she was like, she's like, man, I wish we had more money so I could support all these guys. So I remember that line. Yeah. And I brought it back to him. Like, it's See, her fault. How many people have we supported? <laughs> many, many people. And it's a good transition if you want to support two heels and a face. Yes. Well, tell, them, tell them what they got to do. What do, we want them to, what do we want the listeners to do, Chris? Just talk to us. Just talk to Tweet us. us. Tweet us. Tweet at us. That, is, that has to be the simplest ask of any podcast. I know there's a ton of wrestling podcasts out there. We're not oblivious to that fact. Right. We're just asking for a tweet. Tweet us a comment, a question about this podcast. That's it. Right. It could That's end it. up in a in buffet line. Yeah. It could end up uh, in a recap. Yeah. Or in just a one-off conversation about wrestling. Yeah. Right. And we'll respond. We respond to everyone. We we we, we usually at least like will favorite to respond to everyone that that tweets at us. So. Yeah, for you're gonna sure. get a response back. Even more. I've I've seen people that I've responded to and you've responded to. Yeah, as we're both working the Twitter account. Yeah, um, but yes, please do that. Um, obviously, if you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Um, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, and we're gonna be hopefully attending a freelance wrestling show upcoming. Yes. The winners of the buffet bracket, they're gonna get a special prize from us. But you'll hear more about that when the time comes. Um, any other sign-offs, Chris, that you want to let the people know about? No, what's, uh, what's, what's next on your wrestling plate? Uh, I don't know, man. There's some New Japan I want to watch. There's some WCPW mm-hmm. I want to watch. <sighs> A lot, man. And then uh, uh, next wrestling show that you're attending would be? Nothing's planned right now. Oh, Backlash. Oh, well, we're doing the JR thing. We're doing the JR thing. Yes, yeah. we're doing that JR meet Which and is greet. Zany's. It's right next to Joe's. Zany's right next to Joe's and Rosemont. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be going to Backlash, too. So we'll be there. We won't be have a filter at Backlash because it'll probably be like 250 bucks. <laughs> right. But, but if you see us, say hi to us. We might have a filter at the JR's barbecue. So mm-hmm. I don't even know if people even I don't even know if people know what we look like. Maybe we need to throw a pick out there. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll post something out. Yeah. But uh, let's hang out. Let's talk wrestling. Um, at Chuck at Chuck underscore Colorado is myself. Chris is at JP Wrestling Fan, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks.